the host that gets seven and a half to eight hours of sleep a night in one cycle. He's slim, I guess, or some kind of Superman. This is the Paper Keg Show, uh, 271. Welcome back. Paperkeg.com is a website that we don't update, but we update this feed of podcasts. And it's three people, three men get together talk about a comic book together in podcast form this week ghost rider danny catch classic volume one I love how Clap for the Killers must be blasting in the background <laughs> as you try to overwhelm it with yeah. that song. And then we'll read your letters live to tape to close out the show. Letters at paperkeg.com. I do get seven, seven to eight hours of sleep a night, you know. I don't know what, what what one host gets, but I do know that one host is is uh, a little too cool to let his doctor know that he's not getting seven hours of sleep a night. You know, he's a big boy. <laughs> Doesn't talk to his doctor about such things, quote unquote. He's fine, quote. Jonesy loves beer. Writer, welcome back. Uh, you know, I I'm having a full workup in January, and I'll mention that my. Sleep cycle has been erratic, and taken from good. There. Let's wait. Let's wait uh, three more months to let him know about that. <laughs> Absolutely agree with you. Very wise choice. Two months. Come on. It's not a whole quarter. As always, on the cusp. Gen Z loves beer. Thank you for final having. host, final living host, VP of music on this podcast. He puts all the tracks together. <laughs> You heard him singing a real big hit earlier. I think he might be in talks with one Mr. Eric Clapton to come onto the show. That's what I heard on the uh, what on the Slack Usenet group that you could you can join at any time by DMing uh, Matt HH on Twitter. Dale underscore A. Welcome back to the show. It is uh, great to be back. You know, it's all about coming back to the show. Positivity. Loving each other, possibly got uh, some sort of uh, itchy right eye. Uh, it oh, wants man. me to itch it, and as soon as I do, it feels irritated. So I'm not really sure where we're at right now. Maybe a sty that I need to uh, steep a tea bag on. Old wives' tale, of course, but that's all I know in this life. What is the goop factor on that right eye? Are we talking like one to ninety-nine percent goopy? No, it's it's one to less than one percent goopy, but I wish 
a goop would be something. This is it would just, be the indicator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just irritated to all H. You know, who knows the amount of kitty litter flying around this house. Probably uh, <laughs> oh. one of the cats flung a, flung a chunk into my eye at some point. I'm sure scratched my cornea. Maybe one of your good and, friends uh, we are. Uh, used Raid as a bathroom freshener. Right. You know, you happen to walk into the cloud. <laughs> I'm just saying, right. who puts bug spray slash raid on the back of a toilet? You know, that's when, not when when you spot have a number toilet one. with wolf spiders using it to to go to put their waste in on a regular basis. All basement uh, bathrooms should have. Bug spray on the back of the toilet. I feel like if you have if a I'm, presence of wolf spiders, and, if I am and, in a scenario where there's wolf spiders at the ready, I want that on like a stool mm-hmm. in front of the toilet so that I don't have to reach around mm-hmm. to like get the spider point, repellent. Point, you point know? to slim on that one. Like a, some you. sort of uh, like a cup holder in front of the bowl. Yeah, I mean when when you see a spider coming at you. You don't have the time to do a 180 reaction and not fall off the pot. Mm-hmm. I mean, you would have to yeah, train that game over. You'd have to train it like 30 to 40 reps on the bowl a day to get that muscle memory to just be able to yeah, poop snatch reps. it. Mm-hmm. You know, well, all, just I mean, for, I'm just, I guess, you know, I never break eye contact once I'm locked eyes with a wolf spider. So. <laughs> You know, I, it's just second nature for me to kind of reach on around while my face is facing forward, never breaking that sort of, you know, well, that, mental. Yeah, that's the only thing spiders respect is eye the contact. eye contact. Yeah. I've read that before in National Geographic. That. I would think, Dale, your strategy would to slink And off. I don't want to reach back. I don't want to be reaching back and mistakenly grab the poopery where I should be uh, grabbing the legitimate... Wolf spider killing spray. Just a reminder, right around the corner, Ghost Rider, Danny Ketch, Volume 1, mm-hmm. classic. Mm-hmm. Howard Mackey, Javier Salteres, and Mark Texiera. I don't know how, to, I never know how to pronounce that last name. Tejera. <coughs> yeah. All, Anybody all want to give it a shot? <clears throat> Excuse me. I, I think, uh, yeah, t- well... A part of me wants to say like Tejera, Texera, mm. right? I think maybe right around the corner. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's a lot of negativity in this planet, and Payrekeg needs to help some people out. That's why we're doing it. We need to be love. We need to be love each other. We need to be loyal to each other. Never forget the kindness in our hearts. Stand up for those that need help around us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about Ghost Rider, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Was I supposed to jump in there? I, I start. I no, I mean, Ghost I Rider. thought that would be a, a he's a, an odd superhero. Well, I guess he's not like an odd superhero to uh, to match that. Well, first, before we do anything about Ghost Rider, I do want to say last week I dropped a bomb mm-hmm. on everybody. Mm-hmm. It was a wolf spider bomb saying we hadn't done an X uh, Marvel. Sorry, book Slim, since Let X-Men. me interrupt you. Wolf. Spider. Um, thank you. It was a bomb, nonetheless, that we hadn't done a Marvel book since X-Men 2099. Uh, 
if I may correct myself. Which is rare. No one had. Hold on. No one had done this. No one caught this. Hang on one second. No one checked Guess the archives. Guess we're seven minutes, 30 seconds into the episode if you want to put the timestamp on. We had actually done a Sooner Marvel book. It wasn't by a lot. Mm-hmm. It was by three weeks, maybe. Dakota North. Oh, mm, yeah. Well, yeah. Absolutely. We had our dear friend Chuck Forsman on the show that episode. What a loving episode. We loved each other. We remained kindness, the kindness in our hearts towards each other, towards Dakota North, Dakota the wackiest North. book in the Marvel I mean, stable. An icon of loving each other, of coming together. Fantastic book. Of, of loving fashionistas, <laughs> turned private eyes. Taking the train to Paris or whatever mm-hmm. to find a missing brother Who? and finding him in the age of no cell phones. I didn't even think it was Love the fact that brother not once did he ever remove those sunglasses. Didn't need to. His future was so bright he had to wear shades. Mm. 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 <laughs> uh, should we get into the Ghost Rider from Marvel Comics? This is the 1990-ish version. You know, with his gray, leather, gray pants. Danny Ketch. The gray pants is what jumps out. That's the first thing. That's what you focus on. It's just weird for a biker to wear trousers, I guess. It is. Jonesy, can you guide us through the journey of vengeance? Imagine they're leather. They're leather pants. Bikers. Are they gray leather? Have you ever seen a biker wear gray leather pants? Well, it's it's your your naga hide leather. Hmm. Got it. I really thought Dale was just going to break into some like it hot instead of answering that question. It's been a while since Dale has like busted out into, you know, Africa, Toto, well, any anything really. Well, it's been ages. Well, I'll tell you why. Uh, you know, as much as I love my new Focusrite small module for recording our uh, paper cake sessions, I always have uh, meaning to get down before about a half hour before record and hook up the old mixer again so I can blast some tunes. I mean, you there know, is a way to do it. There is. There I don't is. have the cable for that. Oh, God. And, uh, you know, it's like you need uh, adapters. A dongle. An aux cable, which probably yes. got sold with my Jeep Wrangler. God bless you, Jeep Wrangler. You know, I probably just left it plugged into the uh, port as I, as I traded her in. God, and so that's where I'm at. Yeah. No commitment on that one. All right, so Ghost Rider, Ghost Rider, <laughs> Danny Catch. Jonesy's being extra judgmental today when he should be loving everyone. I'm not even sure to whom I just judged. His facial sir. expressions. There was judgy. Judginess. Uh, I mean, I, it's so GD bright on my monitor. I don't, I don't know how Judgy you even see my facial muscles move at all. Uh, <clears throat> Danny Catch. You know, just some kid. 
He and his sister Barb obsessed with a local cemetery. You know? They just want to go there, do things, see, well, not not bad things. You know, <laughs> see people become part of the local legend. They're accosted by street toughs. And uh, Danny, you know, loves his sister Barb. Barb gets injured. He finds some kind of strange motorcycle. The gas cap is a portal to a place where Ghost Rider comes from, consumes Danny, and together they ride. They ride everywhere. They ride to right wrongs. They just came up with that. I didn't rehearse that previous to the show. They ride mm-hmm. to right the wrongs. You know, Danny goes after Barb's... Some te- lucky high. Some lucky high. You're supposed to be talking during this time. I can't. This is a You're background just, soundtrack. As soon as you, as soon as you go into that song, you do this move with your shoulders, and I can't concentrate. Oh, getting into it. it. You're just like. I know nobody could see me do that. I apologize. This is a podcast. Uh, so, Danny, I'm closed my eyes now, so Dale cannot distract me. Uh, his ride of writing. Uh, t- takes him through uh, several adventures. You know, he creates his um, first uh, arch enemy, you know, that of Death Watch. Uh, and he's able to avenge or revenge Barb's injury. Uh, there's an interlude where the Ghost Rider teams up with our friend Frank Castle. Uh, and finally, the book wraps up with the return of Barb, but not for long, as Death Watch learns Danny's identity by watching that cemetery. So really, the moral is, don't have a cemetery as the base of your operations. And uh, the ultimate crime is committed against Danny, and the ultimate revenge is taken in spirit. Ghost Rider, Danny Catch, The Spirit of Vengeance. Uh, I could not, I'm sorry, focus even a little bit with uh, with the performance I'm getting over in uh, New Jersey. Oh, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Life spoilers. Yeah, Cypress Hills Cemetery, right? Mm. Danny Catch finds a motorcycle at the bottom of a garbage dump. Classic place to find the motorcycle which the cemetery is right next to the dump, apparently. I mean, I don't know. Is that it? We're done? (laughs) Are we done talking about this book? (laughs) All right, folks. Everyone is freaking out right now during this episode. Let's get through it together. It was 10 issues. We decided Mm. I pushed hard to do all 10 issues just because I was afraid it wasn't going to be the whole thing. It's good. It's good that we did. Turns out we could have read three and been fine. Could have. I mean, we could have read two issues and got the gist. (laughs) 
<laughs> Although I am happy we we did the life stretch goal and read the two punter, Punisher issues because <laughs> same. I take I like exception that. to one of the pages. Then we'll we'll get there. So Danny Ketch, he goes with his sister to the cemetery. She gets like a I don't even know what it was. Threw herself bonked. She, she got bonked. She gets. It's like harpooned. A, harpooned. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. Lance? Who gets harpooned in a cemetery? What kind of gangsters honestly? carry around harpoon guns? Why not just guns? These, these were the lame, like, this was obviously very 90s. Me reading this as a kid. I don't know if I read these issues. I, I think I read later issues with the glow-in-the-dark cover. Mm-hmm. Love Ghost Rider. Yes. Ghost Rider was the biggest BA yes. I ever get, let my... Hate my eyeballs on next to Wolverine, Punisher, and the rest. And the I rest. I thought it was so cool. Yeah, you want to really get down and talk about, I mean, you're absolutely right. There is, n- like, so when they start pairing on the cover, like, you got your, like, on the cover you have Ghost Rider and Wolverine and, like, Hulk. Mm. Like, you're tapping into something that that's, like, mainlining, chasing that childhood dragon of mine because... The, the covers, the iconic covers, especially towards the latter half of the run that we just read, the Punisher covers, the ones with X-Factor slash open paren, really X-Men, closed paren. <laughs> I mean, those covers are like, I can't think of anything more equivalent to what it meant for me to be me at 11. <laughs> Do you remember the hundred years old? <laughs> Do you remember the graphic novel that came out by J.R.J.R. that was Wolverine, Punisher, and Ghost Rider, and they yes. battled like Blackthorn, I think, is like uh, Ghost Rider Blackheart or something. Blackheart, mm-hmm. there you go. Mm-hmm. It's coming close. together. I knew I was gonna mm-hmm. get close. Yeah. The um, no, oh, that was amazing. And I remember recently, I can't remember what made Jane. Oh, we got like a Lego set with Ghost Rider in it. What? And he made the bike and everything, yeah. We saw it at Mine Fair, and that was what James wanted. It was pretty cool looking, actually. It came with Hobgoblin and Spider-Man. And Ghost Rider. Um, yeah. <laughs> and his bike. Weird. And were, so that made us like, were look the wheels up flames? Ghost Rider. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Hulk. Or no, I'm sorry. not the, the wheels were regular wheels, but like there was flames everywhere else. So that made us look up Ghost Rider stuff on YouTube. So we ended up watching essentially like... 90% of Ghost Rider 2 is on YouTube through like chase scenes and Ghost Rider 1. That's what maybe, remember, we I bad mouth Ghost Rider 1 is like one of the worst things I've ever seen. But uh, it's all crap. Like everything Ghost Rider in media is crap. Mm. And then, like, I'm reading this and I'm thinking to myself, this is kind of crap. <laughs> like, not in so many words. But I mean, I don't know if that's the character. It's like anytime he speaks, it's like, you know, he's lame. He's na- very lame you when he just speaks. nailed it. You nailed it. The first sentence. Every time he opens his mouth, he says the same thing over and over again. He makes the same pun or the same statement. He doesn't even make a joke about it. He's not funny. He's not personable. Like he wants. Ven- he says he wants vengeance. Vengeance and, and to save the innocents. Like, I'm thinking to myself, like, what was I thinking reading this? But, like, as a kid, this is, I, I, I didn't know and any he, better. And he's practically unstoppable. 
Yeah, he's There's, like unbeatable. He doesn't have a weakness. He doesn't feel pain. He has his chain that will even when he whips it in a certain fashion, the chain links come apart and turn into ninja stars. <laughs> and are all then then are ninja stars that are projectiles. Like his chain is unstoppable. His chain could have its own comic book <laughs> and be just as lame. Could I just step and defend Ghost Rider 1 for one second? When Sam Elliott revealed himself to be the 1800s Ghost Rider and he had the flaming stallion, I thought that was cool. I'll go back. Continue. <laughs> of all the things right. to use to defend Ghost Rider, that's the one you choose. That's just because Sam Elliott. I do love Sam Ghost. Elliott. I mean, yeah. Tombstone. He was in Tombstone, right? Sam Elliott? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was God, the older brother. What an amazing brother. film. We might need to do a paper keg on Tombstone. Oh, my Based on the the comic of the same name. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean, he's unbeatable. He has the penance stare, which when he apprehends a criminal, he gets to imbue the pain that he's causing other people into themselves, which is kind of dark. I I can dig it, but that's it. And he can ride his motorcycle up up buildings. And he, he like... Pretty about, much kills he, he kills people in the book, but then later Danny Ketch, his human persona, is like, Oh, he's not that bad. He's never killed anybody. I'm like, What are you talking about? He like ninja started ninja. That guy's no, not No, he alive. says he never he never killed anybody that doesn't deserve it. Yeah, okay. So oh, I didn't specify. see that comma. I thought they were just He waded through a mountain of bodies at that cemetery. Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, the hip deep and corpses. <laughs> I mean, I let's not saying. forget the fact that his sister got harpooned in a cemetery. What were they even doing? Who goes out with their sister like that? Like, let's get crazy in a cemetery and see what's out here. Mm-hmm. Like, what, 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 fat, what kind of family? Yeah, are there you? was some uncomfortable. Like, I thought they were dating. Sexual at the the book. subtext, incestual. No, the uh, and that's not even his girlfriend. He has another girl that looks just like his sister Barb. Except she's who always spacey. wants to hang out Except with him. She's blonde that's, and never comes around. She, the only time she comes around is like every the beginning of every issue. Like, come on, Danny, let's go hang out. Mm-hmm. His sister's in a coma, and people are getting murdered in your city, in your town. I guarantee editorial was like, you need to add a girlfriend because this is a creepy brother sister relationship. That's why she's an afterthought. Just saying. There's so much death in the city that Danny Ketch lives in. I would I would get the hell out of that city. That's New York. It's like Brooklyn. They're in or Queens. Um, but okay, for all the ripping that we have done and will do, the book got better for me. I actually kind of like the book. Like it's not striking the same nerve as it would if I spent time reading it as a kid rather than just staring at the covers. And like flipping through the pages looking for when ghost the ghost rider is on panel <laughs> because everything else there's no reason to have. Yeah. But, Cut away the shafe. Yeah. Like as a kid, that's all you really wanted. And in the beginning, there really wasn't a whole lot of ghost rider, and probably because he has no personality, he just can't have a lot of screen time, I suppose. He has like negative personality. He sucks the personality of the people around him into nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So when I think they had made a good decision by bringing in the Punisher early, mm-hmm. I think that was a fantastic. I, I really liked that arc. Uh, it was a little silly how based on the one news reporter, Punisher, Punisher's like, hmm, I thought this Ghost Rider was a good guy, but maybe he really is dealing guns to these kids. Like, 
that's well, what it takes for the Punisher to believe Ghost Rider is a gun arms dealer and is responsible for the death of innocence because a news reporter said so? All right. So <laughs> when the Punisher and Ghost Rider are together, there's like an eight-year-old kid that ha- that knows something and they proceed to drag this child up the support strands of a bridge and dangle him, pretty much assuring the kid he is going to die unless he talks. I thought that was just a short adult man. No way. That kid was like pushing nine. I feel like Mark Teixeira and uh, Javier just draw short men. I I don't know. about Jimmy Palmiotti on background inks? Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. Holy moly. I was like, oh my God. I don't know. There yeah, he, was that kid was like the, 14. He was a little <laughs> older than eight, but he was still a minor. Definitely a minor. How about uh, every man that had a gun was yelling out, waste them, do them, just those. Squirt them. Those were the only squirt. ones. He's <laughs> like, I'm going to squirt you in the face or something. He says, I was about to squirt you, old man. Whoa. <laughs> I mean, I mean, waste hot. There was like three phrases: waste them, do them to kill somebody mm-hmm. was used constantly, and then the and then the phrase hot as as meaning angry was used a lot. And I just, those must have been the top three buzzwords at the time when this book was was made. It was out of sight, which is you know obviously a dated Another phrase buzzword. now. Anyway, I gotta see if I how about Death Watch and uh, who was the other one? Blackout, black. Blackout, yeah. Blackout. Blackout. Death Watch. Not to be confused with Blackheart. <laughs> Death Watch is like, uh, runs a company called some shady company, Unlimited Contractors, some such. But in the first issue, he kills somebody and takes a mask off and then freaks out because a girl saw him without the mask. Like, what are you doing killing people in an outfit where you take your mask off if you're running a business? <laughs> right. Yeah. He could be ruined. And I always, right. whenever I come across a front for like comic book supervillains, I always have to step out and be like, how much harder it is to be a villain to get X than it would be just to run that company and go legit? I mean, because there's some serious effort into training a team of ninjas, picking a target, <laughs> risking your life. Maybe just going into construction is like, I don't know, easier. How are they even paying those ninjas? Exactly. Not from that construction company because they're not building anything. It's all a front. Kingpin was in it. Kingpin. They really set up um, Death Watch to be like a hard hitter. Like a, a oh, lot because yeah. Kingpin was like, oh, we have to take this guy very seriously. He's, <laughs> yeah. He's not something to be trifled with here. Like, oh, okay, we get it. This guy's a big player now, even though he's so lame. Right. He's got the Kingpin adversary seal of approval. I always love the scenes too where Kingpin is like half naked fighting his ninjas just to I show think, how tough he is. I think every issue of a comic that features Kingpin <laughs> that features scene. that scene in some fashion. <laughs> He's always like way better looking without his clothes on. He's always a lot more muscular than he is. He's with either his... wearing tidy whities or some kind of underwear toga. Some kind of sumo <laughs> arrangement. Yeah. He's a, like E Honda from uh, Street Fighter Two. He just stands there yeah. in his hand. 
Yeah. <laughs> Chelsea is doing the E Honda hand. So no one can see it, but it's amazing. Also, he gra- he tells the one ninja to like kill him. And then he grabs the blade. His sweaty, big hands grab that blade and stop its movement. I don't think so. Yeah, but, like catch catch the katana mid. He's swipe. so greased up right there that it, it would not work whatsoever. Mm-mm. I agree on that statement. The uh, what was the other blackout was like a vampire question mark who was doing <laughs> work with Death uh, Watch. Death Watch blackout. And- We're just gonna jam two words Bla- together to make a name. And blackout definitely turned out to be the more formidable villain. Villain because I remember blackout from you know Marvel cards and stuff like that. And really, I was. I was always I was confused the first three issues because like I remember I knew the name, but I couldn't put it to a face, and that's because Blackout didn't like his face wasn't disfigured yet. When he got his face dis- disfigured, I'm like, oh yeah, I definitely remember this guy. Hmm. But I but before I, I, the defig- disfigurement, I'm like, I never even fathomed. I feel, this I feel guy. like his face wasn't even really that disfigured by Ghost Rider. Yeah, no, yeah, no, it's not, and he was like hurt by it like his career was riding on his face looking but he wasn't even like a model he's like a no. serial killer yeah <laughs> oh yeah definitely <laughs> he definitely spoilers killed danny catch's sister oops because danny ruined his face he specifically pointed out his face being ruined like he wouldn't have done it otherwise no like <laughs> no, he, he would have just been like i found you i tracked you down but because my face is intact, I'm just going to stand by your bedside. But oh, let's flip the oh because I'm damaged. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm gonna have to kill you, Barb. Poor Barb. Just mm-hmm. wanted to go climb yeah. into a cemetery, <laughs> and now she she'll get there permanently. <laughs> they definitely like they definitely wanted to put the like a Peter Parker spin on Danny Ketch, and it kind of worked. But he was just too complacent for too long being Ghost Rider until, like, he finally decided he wanted to start figuring out. Like, after the he first looks like night... like Peter Parker, too. Yeah, yeah, he does. After the first night of going full-on Spirit of Vengeance, maybe try to track down some answers. And not, like, be half-addicted to your motorcycle... Like never letting it out of your sight because the rush is just too much, and they touch on that through like inner monologue. He's just like, it just feels so good. I can remember being him, but it doesn't it doesn't matter. Like by the end, you're just like make. I'm the only one that can walk in both worlds. <laughs> he is that the line? He tries to like get rid of the motorcycle like three times. There's like three issues where like I've had enough. This is it. And the weirdest part was he saves a woman. I think end a baby from being murdered and the woman worse. And like it's hours later. He's like, I can't keep doing this. I got to get rid of it. You just saved lives right. as Ghost Rider. Why would you want to give it up right there? So two things. First of all, he never makes it half a block away from the motorcycle before he runs back to get it. And second, <laughs> so if Ghost Rider has like the flaming face, right? Hellfire. Like if you were to save an innocent and cradle that person in your arms, wouldn't you being so close to that hellfire wouldn't you injure the person well, you're hell, saving? hellfire has different properties than regular fire Jonesy go on if you're innocent <laughs> you're fine oh okay it only burns the guilty actually you just made the comic a hundred times cooler than 
this actually was by right. saying that. Yeah. And obviously giving a little background story to the gray pants helps. <laughs> <laughs> the gray leather pants. I mean, he looks like a badass, though, in that he outfit. Completely he's one of does. the coolest looking Marvel characters in existence. Uh, yes. I was kind of bummed that this was like a, like, kind of more of a crotch rocket than it was a Harley. Because my experience at Ghost Rider wasn't a collector when I was a kid, but always like out west, there's just this BA ghost on a Harley, like righting wrongs on the highway. No, like, but in 1990, like 1990 me definitely wanted this awesome looking motorcycle. Like I didn't care about Harley Davidson's at the time or like give them the respect. I just wanted a BA looking motorcycle and this definitely had it going for him. Mm. How about like Danny magically like six issues in started wearing a helmet when he got on that bike. <laughs> like you can tell editorial definitely like told somebody like you have to start drawing in a helmet because he's not wearing one and we're getting a lot of feedback from <laughs> focus getting a lot of letters from others that sudden are not he happy has, with he Ghost has a Rider. Helmet. Yeah. <laughs> And there was then, a lot of. Oh, go ahead. Well, then, and then it brings me up to the uh, the other wacky storyline with guest starring X Factor in Do air quotes. Cyclops and Beast, <laughs> Iceman, Jean Grey, Cyclops and Beast, and Cyclops goes out of his way to say, "Oh, yeah, we should really research those missing children as X Factor." Like. You, like in normal conversations, like you know, you think he's like, "Oh yeah, we, you know what we are, we, it's fine. Let we'll go out as X Men. I mean, X Factor. This is X Factor job right here it's for tax, like for tax purposes. We have to state <laughs> like what we are at the time. Well, were and they? I know they weren't they X a public. Factor. Weren't they a public figure? X Factor was X government Factor sponsored, I believe. Yeah. Yes, that's like us it's being like, just, "You want to hang out?" But this is a paper gag hang. It can't just be right. us as yeah. friends. <laughs> yeah, like you have to, they have to like specify or he's just going to keep referring to them as X, like fight, go in and fight X-Men, X-Factor, X-Factor. <laughs> well, he wants to use the corporate card, so they have to talk about the X-Factor business at least once to, to qualify. <laughs> yeah. I, I will say um, Mark Tejera on finishes, I think he he drew just by himself one issue, but I think he did finishes most of the issue, and then he was like labeled as inks. So I'm really confused as to like the what these two did together. And I know they worked together for years, but I'd be really okay. interested to see, you know, what their uh, creative relationship was like. Did one guy always just do like breakdowns, and then Tajera came in and did finishes? Because if he's only listed as an inker, like he's one of the most distinctive inkers I've ever seen in my life. Like it doesn't for many years I just thought it was just him as mm-hmm. the artist. But in most of their work, I'm pretty sure they're together. Hmm. I didn't know that. Because I think I thought the same exact thing you just said. Yeah. So I love I love his art. It's so distinctive. Yeah. It's it's gore it's not like trashy of the time quick art. It's beautiful. It's really beautiful mm-hmm. art. And the colors, everything is really, really well done on it. I think the issue with um, the Scarecrow, he did himself. And there was a lot of really cool angles and you know, camera angles of how he did the scenes. It was really well done. Hmm. The um, 
how about the end? I think the X Factor issue was the wrap up of Blackheart, Blackout. Blackheart? That happened like they Black built Guard, up. Blackfist. They built up that battle for the whole <laughs> run at that point. And it happens literally off screen for one panel and then he's dead and it's over. <laughs> I was like, I, what? I hadn't even thought about that at the time, but yeah. It that's... was so like out of nowhere. And then X Factor was there. And on top of that, the Barb, Barb. Who whose hair color changed? I think over the course of the book three times in her coma. Poor poor girl. Mm-hmm. I felt that's that her storyline just went out with a whimper, right? Mm-hmm. She was in a coma for six issues and then she just gets killed off camera. Like you could have, she could have been harpooned and she could have just <laughs> died in the first issue, and it would have yeah. given Danny Ketch the same drive to be a better brother and to like be conflicted. mm Hmm. Like, they probably couldn't even fully remove the apparatus. Like, they probably had to leave the harpoon head in her chest. (laughs) Because if they pulled it out, it would have, like, shredded her insides. (laughs) Waste them. Do them. Cuff them. Oh, he's so hot right now. (laughs) There was a lot of people that got killed in this book. Like, innocent bystanders, the kid. There's a lot of fodder. There is a lot of fodder. Body fodder. Like the parents were murdered and Blackout is like chasing the little boy and then the little boy walks into his like dead parents. Yeah, that was too far. I agree. How about the uh, the chalk outline of the mother and the oh. baby oh, on the man. street? That was rough. There's that like even real? spatter. Would they even do a chalk outline for the baby at that point? I, can <laughs> I, it was can very we strange. not consider it? That just makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, also the the Morlocks being like, because people people are getting kidnapped in a few issues before the final issue, and then it's revealed that one of the Morlocks was like kidnapping the kids to save them from being murdered, and they were underground. Makes perfect like, sense. Fine. They didn't strange. even they didn't even explain themselves like we were saving them from themselves. They like th- literally one of them said we were kidnapping them to keep them safe. It's like you're, but you're still kidnapping them. Like, you could have said it a different way to like prove that you th- at least you think you're innocent. And at mm-hmm. this we point, we were taking them out of harm's way. Not we were kidnapping them to keep them safe. At this point, had Storm challenged Kalisto for rulership and won? <laughs> like, couldn't you like, oh, we have some legitimate ties to, uh, you know, right. X Men. We could probably turn the children over to them, and it would be in much better shape than. I don't know, living in a sewer perpetually. X Factor didn't seem to care that much of the whole thing. They're like, oh, okay, yeah, this is all cleaned up here. We're They're done. Like, we'll just leave, leave. We'll leave these toddlers under the supervision of Morlocks. Spaceship with the name Spaceship. Ship. That's ship. Right. Ship will look after these kids. Well, I think what you're a just. Lame name I th- too. Yeah, Ship is probably not even sentient. They're just like, oh yeah, that's let's believe that as we walk out of here without <laughs> leaving them. Well, I've convinced myself. That's actually just a suggestion by Jean Grey because she didn't feel like mop it up. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, most of the time she can't even lift anything but a toothpick with her telekinesis before gasping and getting a bloody nose a la the comic Jean! the animated series. How about like the they the whole full page spread of uh, Bobby Iceman Drake making like the night of the living dead comment as we go into the cemetery and beast is like why are you so disrespectful don't you remember gene was just like 
like held captive in a cemetery. Like they go out, like they like painting us a picture that Jean Grey does not do well in cemeteries, <laughs> and then nothing comes of it. There's not even a call. You know, are they selling X Men and Ghost Rider? Was Definitely. Ghost Rider doing bad that they immediately threw every single Marvel character they could get at Ghost Rider to support the title? Because Johnny Blaze, very popular Ghost Rider, Danny Ketch, I've never heard of him until just now. You never heard of Danny Ketch until no. now? I thought it was. Wow, I thought I was God. reading the story of. Johnny Blaze and Danny Ketch was like, oh, maybe this is the Danny Ketch Artist Edition that we're reading. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like in all the the issues I have of like Spider-Man and uh, Wolverine, there's always a guest appearance like once every three issues or something. Mm-hmm. There, there's Punisher guest starring in. Yeah. Or Spider-Man guest starring in Punisher. I definitely think of the time everybody was just in everybody's comic because they just wanted to boost sales of everything because everything like Punisher, Ghost Rider, Spider-Man, Wolverine, obviously Mm. all like immensely popular. So they're just crossing over into each other's stuff all the time in the nineties. Yeah. There were, there was some comment. Slim, this might've been sourced by you where someone had said, you know, why is Wolverine on so many covers is because whatever he's on a cover, the book sells by like 20% better. Or some, and it's not Jonesy Math. That's just misquoting somebody. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, I think historically that's probably true. I don't. I don't know if it. If it does, I don't know if it's the same way now. It probably was true for many years. I mean, that's. I mean, I probably bought them. It's. I mean, it's definitely why. What is the? What was the name of the superhero? The super team with Ghost Rider, the Wolf Defenders. Or, maybe was it was the Defenders the, or the I'm, Champions or. It might have been, was the new Fantastic Four? No, Ghost Rider wasn't on that, right? He was on like two issues of that, I think, with Wolverine and Hulk. Yeah. I think it's Champions. I feel like it might be the Champions. Is it the Champions? Now, but my three megs down isn't really. Oh, jeez. It's that wooden case just blocking, you know. That, oh, yeah, signal. we might need to look into that, actually, blocking that internet connection. Fancy man, wooden case, underscore A. Some black it hot. Uh, Ghost Rider issues one through ten. Felt he's on written. YouTube. If you want to watch his clips from the movie, go to YouTube. They're all on. You there. said they were all garbage. I mean, you can still watch them. <laughs> sure, I ripped it, but I it definitely like I loved it by the end. It was not. I think it's worth a read. The first three For issues sure. are probably the biggest hurdle to get through. It's uh, it's you you end up not quite minding what he says in the long run. He's, he's, oh. he's changes it up a little bit. I forgot the one, there's one issue, maybe like issue six where ghost, you start to hear ghost riders inner monologue out of yeah. nowhere. Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah, like yeah. He's like, why do I say these things? Who am I? Why do I say these <laughs> things all the time? It was like really strange. I was like, did he, did we hear his thoughts earlier? It was like out of nowhere. You just start to get ghost rider thought bubbles. And you know it because it's like a regular text bubble, but instead of fire on the outside, it's fire pointing inwards. That's how you know it's his. That's how you know. (laughs) Ghost Rider, Danny Ketch, Volume 1, 
There you have it. We got your letters. I'm gonna open them up. Farrington's gonna read them to you. Letters at papercake.com. You shoot us a letter, we might read it on the air. Our first letter, entitled, I'm Still Flying, Joss. We're still here. We're still flying. Uh, Good afternoon, gentle keggers. Uh, Buckle in and strap on. It's a long one. And I'm reading it. Well, it's finally happened. After starting to listen to the podcast about two years ago, I quickly started to enjoy Slim's Snark, John Z. Math, (laughs) and King of the Sleep Shirt, and the VP of Shaw's Dale underscore <laughs> After choosing a selection of 10 episodes, I realized I was at risk of burning through the archives. Rationing myself to two episodes a week seemed like the only sensible option. <clears throat> I have wow. now caught up, including to re-listening to the more recent episodes and have to be content with one episode a week like a podcast peasant. <laughs> I wanted to say, our before we move on, our man, did you have you really? You've listened to everything and just caught up, but you've went back and listened to everything. Holy moly, man! Anyone that does that, I think, is first of all, thank you. That's amazing, and second of all, wow, I am so sorry for you that you had to listen to me for two hundred seventy episodes. I wanted to say thank you. What an amazing podcast and community you chaps have set up, developed, and nurtured. I listen to about 20 podcasts a week, including Slim's less famous, less snarky show, and formally got my fill of BJ's, too. Uh, PK is always a joy. It opened my eyes to so many new books. Uh, I wanted to put together a list of my favorite moments, but as you mentioned before, you haven't listened to those old shows for so long, if ever, and trying to remember that that stuff can be D-hard. So how about this? The surely unforgettable moments, he, he lists number one, the revelation of the Flash TV series drinking game. Specific rule that led to crying was Flash does mundane things at incredible speed. Uh, to, no, that's not that's not it. That's not why it what? was on. Yeah. Well, he says Flash does mundane tasks at normal speed, but I think he just juxtaposed the word there. I don't know why he had to go back and edit me on air, but okay. Uh, to John Z, expectation of some comic writers earning five hundred k. Thus begins Jonesy's uh, Jonesy math. That was Bendis. Okay, I realize now that he probably doesn't make 265K years previously, you know, thought. Three, when Dale pooped himself. Okay, this was the flap, but still. Uh, four, when Jonesy called a long, long-time friend and thoroughly great bloke, just Dave, a piece of S. For the record, I never called him a piece of S. Jonesy's on-air freakouts are the stuff of legend. Uh... Five, every time at S and die. Yeah, eat S and die was the exact threat to Just Dave on air. I'm just saying, you're on a talk show. How dare you critique us for continuing to talk? Just saying. Five, every time at Niminidity took a great steaming dump on Slim's dreams via every episode of Tech Smoke. 
Uh, once again, chaps, thanks for all thanks for all your hard work. I'm just really glad you made it to the number you always dreamt about, episode two seventy one. It was always <laughs> it's always been the plan, and it's wonderful to see it reach uh, fruition. If you ever head over to the UK, there's a few of us here that would show you a d good time. Might need to might need to soon once Johnsy votes. Or give someone a piece of paper since he's not registered. Does his wife just set up a <laughs> fake station in the kitchen? <laughs> it trumped to stop Hillary stealing his liberties and guns. Peace and love, and I'm still flying at Our Man 101 on oh. Twitter. It's a very a nice letter. letter. Thank you, Our Man uh, Clark Hoy. That was a real, real nice thing you did there. What was uh? Didn't Gen Z have a more recent freak out? I don't think uh, so. Where he no. cursed somebody out? Do you remember? No way. I feel like there was a no. there was a more recent one, maybe like fifty ep- within the last fifty episodes. I disagree. Mm. Probably use the term J back at least. <laughs> <laughs> it's J bag, but whatever. J bag. Is this the end of the Fave Brothers? No. Tune in next week. I need a little pick me up. Writes official show intern Matt HH. Hey boys, well that happened. Recently, I've been working my way through Warren Ellis's exceptionally prescient transmetropolitan full run of sixty issues because I thought it would have particular relevance in 2016. In that book, a few hundred years from now, a vapid presidential candidate, nicknamed by our protagonist as the Smiler running for office with a commitment to believing in nothing other nothing other than his own quest for unlimited power and revenge against anyone who gets in his way wins the presidency i'm looking forward to the rereading to rereading the back half of the series where our hero spider jerusalem fights to take him down and stomp him to pieces anyway i just wanted to write in and say thanks for what you guys do you're a great part of so many people's lives on a regular basis. But during times of crisis, an hour of humor and relief is even more needed. Some suggestions for book clubs with a humorous angle to help lift our spirits. Peter Milligan, colon, ecstatics, and a human target. Jason Aaron, Thor, God of Thunder, Volumes 1 and 2, Doc Strange, Last Days of Magic, and Brian K. Vaughn, Saga. Open invite to any listeners who haven't joined the Paper Cake Slack channel. You're welcome to hit me up and finally join the party. Finally, did the uh, did the book jug for Jack Reacher, The Killing Floor, ever get published? I finished the audiobook today and would love to listen. Wow. Love and peace to everybody at Matt HH. Thank you, Matt HH, for that very, very kind letter. It means a lot. And so do your book club suggestions. Saga. Uh, saga has been on the table since what? 150? 100? Three? Yeah, it was, four? Uh, it was in the voting that we did for the big show. Mm-hmm. Uh, ever so rare that Matt HH brings up Transmetropolitan on the <laughs> I think the, he usually Gen saves Z, it for Slack. He's a, yeah, he saves it for the Slack Usenet groups. Does Matt mm-hmm. H.H. read DC comics? Did he mention any DC books in there? Uh, no, not not in here. Hmm. But I think he might. I don't know. Can't speak for Matt H.H. I forget. <laughs> and I, for, I, I also forgot 
to put slack on my new phone, so that reminds me I have to do that. Meanwhile, I've had it for two Big weeks shot. now. Can slack work through a wooden case? <laughs> I don't know why I got to be getting it. I don't have the nice, cool hair like you do, Slim. Wow. I don't get, your I don't hair, get to take Your the, hair is I don't the best out of all three of us. No, it's not. Not the, not the haircut. Not with my round, dumb face and my, uh, my extremely dry skin on my feet. Like, I have problems, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I pooped myself as you would listen to one of the flap episodes. I don't have a whole lot going for me. I have a loving family. Thank God for them. All right? Ah, oh, boy. Uh, Book Jug is, we're allowed to say BJ's on the show because that's an abbreviation for the hit podcast Book Jug, where Dale and Jones <laughs> talk about a book. <laughs> Couldn't even get it out. Hit podcast where Dale and Jones talk about an audiobook that they listen to. Unfortunately, it's been a while since an episode has been produced. About a year and a half. For, for Book Jug. Right. Uh, so was there an episode for The Killing Floor? Can you guys, as the hosts of Book Jug, can you elaborate on any kind of Jack Reacher episodic content? Dale, why don't you take this one? Oh. Ever uh, the... I'll, uh, I'll bite. Uh, shall I? Uh, uh, yeah, we... I mean, yeah. Go ahead. We'll, we'll we'll end up both chiming in, but we both read the book, and we both love Jack Reacher. What year was this when you guys read the book? It was this year. <laughs> it was it, about two months ago, I think. We maybe a month ago we finished during Q three sixteen. It was happening, and we decided that because we love the character and the legacy of Jack Reacher, and because of our opinions of the book were not high that it wouldn't be fair to do an episode and to ruin something that somebody enjoyed. Wow. Right. I mean, the book jugs are so few and far between that I, any time that we would want to record a podcast about a book, it would have to be something that we were extremely loving and passionate about. Unfortunately, Jack Reacher, the killing floor just didn't do it for us. There was another time where you guys recorded an episode or read a book, but never did the episode, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. What book was that, Dale? Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, it's, yeah. That's actually Dale got so upset with that book, he had, he called Audible and had it returned. Is that right? Oh, my word. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Audible's very Audible's very good about return letting you return a book. And mm. it was because it was a terrible yeah. book. It was a terrible production of a book little known fact uh <laughs> that 50 shades of gray is twilight fan fiction with the names changed actually i, I chuckled because i don't think that's a little known i think a lot of people know oh, that's that. not little known well then <laughs> let me be the one to <laughs> to not reveal anything to you uh, yeah so, so we there's didn't our- want to besmirch the legacy of Jack Reacher, especially for the fans of the book. And we still love Jack Reacher. The film is phenomenal. And I'm sure other books in the series are maybe better jumping off points than The Killing Four. Maybe. 
How about spoilers? It was called The Killing Floor. He spent two minutes of his life on The Killing Floor. That's all I'll say. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil what you may not know what the killing floor is. But let's get book. Let's do book jug right here in the fireside. <laughs> the only my only, my biggest problem with the book was that it told its a plot in about the first four chapters and then wrapped it up for the next twenty chapters, which is not a way I like to consume a story. My only, let's, my let's preference. Save- Let's save further diagnosis for the fireside that maybe people don't know about. Maybe we'll get surprised with a, a surprise segment. But next week, the round table is back for the month of November. That's our, that's our bye week in terms of uh, actual work we have to put into the episode. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially we'll after 10 issues of Ghost Rider, colon, Danny Catch Volume 1. <laughs> Goodbye. Was The Killing Floor the first Jack Reacher book? It is the first book, mm-hmm. yes. You know, <laughs> here, let, let's let's get into the analysis. Gen Z, I drink. Uh, so like Walt Longmire, right? On the show, he is not a very vocal character. He doesn't say much. But the books are written from the first person's uh, perspective. So you get his stream of thought. But... The stream of thought is kind of like very the stoic conversational telling of a story, and then Jack Reacher is the same. It it's Jack Reacher is a man of very few words, but we're in his mind. You know, we feel what he feels, and we know he's going to say before he's going to say it. And I don't feel like that served the type of character that Jack Reacher is very well. Um, like, one thing I love about uh, Tom's performance of Jack Reacher in the, the film, Jack Reacher, of the same name, is that the dialogue is very punchy. He himself is very, you know, um, not just punchy, but uh, very witty and quippy. And that is not present in this at all. So I don't, I didn't really feel like I was reading Jack Reacher. I felt like I was reading army, retired army guy goes to the South and an amazing string of coincidences lead him to X. 
Yeah, he's just a guy. He's not. He's not like a character that's you idolize or you obsess over because he's so mysterious or he's so. He's just a guy, but he's not. It's like he's got no charisma. In my personal opinion, he didn't have any charisma in the book, and it's just he's just a dude who like a dude who uh, was very convenient in the way he just drifted around. He didn't have doesn't have ID, doesn't have a bank account. He's just a kind of a drifter and, and you know, that's it's we get in spoiler territory, but it's just a you're right, is a is a book that the A plot was over in the first hour and it's a 16-hour book. It's a long book. And nothing happens Extremely in the last long. 14 that's hours. That's absurd. Length. That's yeah. like Stephen King. Yeah, it's a long book for to be like a, a murder mystery kind of book, which could be around 10 hours, 11 hours, maybe. I think Longmire's in the eight-hour range around there. Yeah. Maybe that's they're, too much. They're snappy. They're very snappy. And told, I mean, they're the pacing so, is they're so amazing. exquisite. God, they're so amazing. What episode yeah, are you up to on so. Longmire, Dale? Um, I just finished episode four. The which one? The wolf one? Uh, Henry Standing Bear looks into adoption in oh. that episode. Mm. And uh, I can't quite remember what else happens. Oh, the uh, drug uh, mm-hmm. ring? Yeah, the, the drug lord on the res. That might be episode five. Well, no, I'm not sure. Mm. That was a good one. Yeah, it's good though. It's it's. I'm happy with it so far. I'm much happier mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. That, even the first episode. Mm-hmm. It's good, good vibes. I'm pretty it. pleased that we haven't seen the love interest in a few episodes. If I can be frank, the uh, therapist, psychotherapist, or whatever her name is. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just don't like her. I don't know what it is. Mm. The the How last one the, I watched, uh, she was in, but maybe. Uh, I don't remember. Maybe it's just maybe I blocked it out already. But it was she's nice. not it in it as much as she was in the first two, like the little mini movie to start off the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Definitely pleased with it, though. Yeah. I like the. Uh, I like where we are. I kind of uh, like Jacob Nighthorse at this moment. I think he, you know him not trusting his own guy is probably a definite setup because it just seems it's too easy of a it's mm-hmm. too easy of a plot thread that we could go down. So it's definitely not you know Malachi or not Malachi. I forget what his name is. Is it Malachi? I mean, in the history of the show, Nighthorse didn't do anything really evil no you know and they i think they walked the line very well in that where they allowed for a season like this to happen with night horse you know he was kind of a jerk but he's not like yeah they as far as i can remember he didn't murder anybody in the beginning of this the first couple seasons he was just a thorn but he was like he seemed more genuinely concerned for his people Whereas the last two seasons, 
like they almost made him out to be like this shadier character where he could have weird business dealings because of the casino that he's opening and he might not be completely honest. Whereas right. before he seemed like a much more honest person just looking out for his people. He's a good actor. He is. I just saw him in something else, believe it or not. he's He's been around. CSI. Bones. It's like, it like a weird movie, I think. Jacob Nighthorse. Let me see. Doctor Strange. Was that it? No, but we all saw that. Did we? Mm-hmm. Uh, I oh yeah. Did we, haven't, we haven't talked about it at all. No. No, you hated it. Where, when did I say that? I loved that? it. You hated it. That's just the, the feeling that I got. Wait, you say you loved it? I thought you said it was just okay. I thought it was just like, I thought I, I said I loved Benedict Cumberbatch. I thought he was very good at it. I thought it was. I think. I thought you. I don't think you liked him very much in, in that role. No, I didn't. I didn't like him at all, actually. Ooh. I'd Man, like love, to know how I love you Sherlock. Pictured, I'd like to know how you ended up picturing Oxford Isaac in the role. How did that I, even? I read somewhere that he chose X Men Apocalypse over Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. where he was in the running. And then once I had that, once I knew that, I was done. If you pan down from the screen you'll see the Poe Dameron X-Wing playset I mean I love Slim is trying to push away Benedict Cumberbatch I think he's do you I, I, <laughs> what would make you be, oh what would make you think otherwise I love oh, yeah. Sherlock I loved him in Sherlock that crappy Star Trek movie Star Trek Into Darkness Star Trek 2 was not crappy it was just different <laughs> Star Trek movie apologist but I just I, I feel like he's charming in his own way in in Sherlock, but I just felt like he wasn't charming in Doctor Strange. Like you know, there wasn't they, enough. You know what it was? Huh? What? Sorry, my my wife and I talked about it afterward. His American accent was a big turnoff. Mm. Like we felt like he still could have used his natural accent. Sure, and nobody would care have cared. Dale, what did you think of the movie? Enough about me. I think. Um, I think the uh, I think old friend of the show, Feinsta on Twitter, I think maybe told it best was is the most visually stunning, forgettable movie, hmm. or at least visually stunning, forgettable Marvel most forgettable Marvel movie. Anyway, yeah, that's a that's a great way to put it. it I would put I, this in the realm of like Ant Man. Yeah, or like could take it or leave it easily. Yeah, I, I I definitely agree with that. I mean, I I like the visuals. I, I you know it's stuff for an origin movie. You had to you had to try to get a lot in there. I'm definitely uh, interested in reading a Doctor Strange for Paper Keg, maybe one featuring Mordo. I think mm. they. I think I heard though that Mordo was a lot more interesting in the movie. So I'm not sure. Um, what that means, but I maybe that just made me want to read Doctor Strange, but. I like the, um, I think the ancient one, there could have been a lot more story to tell with the ancient one just because they never really got into like why she drew from the dark. Or even how. Or how. Or why. Yeah. But like the whole, 
last sequence where everything was going to kind of in reverse is really, really cool. Like the, the training scenario where they're all training on the mountains or near the mountains. There's a lot of people there, right? I feel like yeah. there's a lot there's a lot of people learning the mystic arts. Right. Like and we're just, a big we deal. haven't heard from these people yet. <laughs> <laughs> right. Are these all are all these people just gonna use the mystic arts for good? And the ancient one knows? There's like three hundred people learning the mystic arts and it's totally normal. You you know what I thought was a missed there was no opportunity. What? Nope. Targa. No, go ahead, Jonesy, please. I you know, to shoehorn somebody like this into the Marvel U, uh, I think is a difficult task, mm-hmm. uh, especially to your point, Slim uh, Drink. Um, you know, if these superhero sorcerers have been around for, you know, X hundred years, why are why does anyone not know who they are, and how? Why would they not assist in the invasion of Manhattan? You know, they're like, oh, this is cool. Somebody else will get it, even though we could probably easily open a portal and dump these, you know what I mean? <clears throat> so the the missed opportunity, I thought, was, you know, that magic, as described in this movie, is interdimensional. It would have been much more compelling if Doctor Strange had started in our world and through interdimensional travel had become trapped in the Marvel U and had to... Whoa. essentially make a life there, I thought was a big missed opportunity in the storytelling. Mm-hmm. Just me. But that's that would be suggesting that our world and the cinematic Marvel U are two different places, which is, I think, definitely not what they're trying to go for. Right. Definitely not. Def- definitely not. I mean, it's, like I said, I think, my two cents. I think, Slim, you were on to something when you, like the vetting process for new sorcerers like you just got to knock on the door, they'll let you in. Stand there a while. Yeah, and and I get that the ancient one knew about Doctor Strange somehow before he got there. Like she knew his backstory, right? I think. But even mm-hmm. so, like that's a lot of people. That's an army of mystic arts people, right. and one of them for, went bad. And for nobody to have heard about the place that they were training. <laughs> yeah, Benjamin like so Benjamin Bratt gave it up pretty easy. Like the location yeah. where he learned how to heal his spine. Like you, you'd think you'd be more wary. Like I have a lot of power. I don't know who you are. I'm not going to tell you how to get that power. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. So, oh, but then the movie wouldn't have happened. It was. So. It was nice. To, it, I honestly, it was nice to see Benjamin Bratt, though. Yeah, I was Good like, "What was that, Benjamin Bratt? Wow." Good for him. Also, I just, I don't know, it's super nitpicky of me not to just enjoy how they conjured weapons with their little goofy hand things. Like, I just, I know, it's just not stuff that I really enjoy. Like, I've I've never read a Doctor Strange comic, I don't think, solo. Yeah, he's appeared in Spider-Man, and I was like, ugh, Doctor Strange. So my opinion doesn't hold a lot of weight, because I'm not a Doctor Strange. It sounds like Doctor Strange fans, like, loved it, just Mm -hmm. over the moon. So, Bendis can write a good Doctor Strange on some team books, though. Bendis can write anything. <laughs> the uh, yeah, it was very goofy when uh, he's like running up the side of the building trying to use his sling ring, which uh-huh. I can't believe they actually uh, called it that. That, that isn't a toy marketing scheme oh, if yeah. I've ever heard one. I mean, I would have to think that's a real comic thing, though, for them to call it the sling ring. 
Probably, right? yeah. Still. Yeah. I love how everybody like Josh has a leather slowly. strap for it on their hip. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, no, they don't. It goes in a pocket with keys and a cell phone. Why do they need the ring, though? I know. Right? Is it, is that, you don't want to be caught there without your sling ring. Is it like yeah. a mystic ring where you can only do the mystic arts with the ring? That seems like an oversight. And how, I, how I many think, are there? Do they keep making them? Can you make more? Yeah, who, who makes to, them? Who produces the sling rings? Right. That's a good is question. Is it like a lightsaber? That's the do, ultimate does question coming out have of have to put it together? Doctor Strange, who produces these sling rings? Mm-hmm. To issue your army of sorcerers. <laughs> yeah, that go unchecked to do whatever they want. <laughs> Right. It's actually just an old piece of copper wire. <laughs> Get it from any like any socket. Classic ancient one gag. <laughs> Dormammu has been powering this the whole time. I just made you think it needed a ring. It's a placebo. I did like the climax of the movie where he uh, puts himself in an infinite loop in order to stave off uh, the destruction yeah. of the world, per se. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that the dude... Did- uh, is it Mordo, the guy that who left? I didn't realize that he was like a uh, Doctor Strange villain in the comics. Yeah, yeah. I, you know the like, name, like when they kept calling him Mordo, I was like, I think Mordo is bad. But then when they said Dormammu, I was like, no, that's the bad one. Mordo's okay. But then you know the stinger at the end of the movie, obviously, not such a good Actually, guy anymore. Spoilers. To be honest, I missed that one. I didn't stay for the second. Uh, thing i only saw the th- whoops <laughs> <laughs> that was the most unenthusiastic whoops whoops yeah. just wasn't into it i mean i didn't see ant-man until like a year after that came out and i thought that was in the same thing but were you a are you a thor fan i have like, never i haven't movie? even seen the Does second thor excited? movie just no desire I'm, i am interested in they're calling the third thor movie like a buddy comedy with thor and hulk so I'm definitely swayed by that, but I'll wait to see the trailer. I tell you what, I can't believe they stayed away from Loki this long because he has got such a following with um, Tom Hiddleston. You would have thought he would have been in every Marvel I, movie I, made so far. It sounds like it's all going to be about him again, which is kind of annoying. But wasn't he in the second one? Mm-hmm. He was in the second one, yeah. But what he like after died that? Or something. After that, and the Avengers like. They laid off of him for a while, which is great. Yes, yeah, it was kind of smart. They didn't want to let's, blow let's their wad. Let's be on the record. You hate Tom Hiddleston, Dale underscore. Please tell us why. His hair. <laughs> just, just like I hate uh, Cumberbatch. His hair. I don't know which is worse. His Probably in the hair. Avengers. It might be the worst version of it. <laughs> but it's, I, I, I hate that now, there's more to Thor than Loki, which... Is there? I, apparently not, because we're on movie three, and it sounds like he's going to be the subject of it yet again. I feel like, uh, at least in my opinion, the movie Thor is a very one-dimensional character. Mm. He's kind of like the goofy, you know, man out of sort, man out of, what do you call that? Man out of time, man out of something. Where he's the like, Cap is the man not in a world of his fish own. Out of water. Yeah, fish out of water, but like to the nth degree. And maybe that's why I just I just don't have any desire. So he needs a supporting cast mm. to like. Yeah, I agree. It, it, you said you didn't see the second movie. Nah. The second movie is stunning in its visuals and its expansion 
of Thor. I think Dale and I had a discussion once. Like, it gets Thor right visually in the second movie. And, like, very nitpicky, but, like, Thor in Avengers and the first Thor film, like, things they didn't, like, whenever he would catch the hammer, his arm would never move. Like, in the second one, they got, like, the CG, mm-hmm. in my opinion, right. So, like, it looks more natural for Thor to be Thor in the second movie. And that way it was satisfying. But the story was, I mean, they could have just introduced an Infinity Stone so many different ways. You know, to do it in Thor 2 was kind of... What do you eh. think they're, the next slow burn story is going to be after the Infinity Gems movie? They've been building up these gems for... 10 years? Yeah, What's what? I wonder what the next slow build is going to be. Maybe it'll be Sony expiring the contract and we get mutants and it'll be head towards like the X Men. I think it's like going to be the, the Inhumans for the next 10 years. Oh, God. Let me poop Black on that. Bolt. It's probably something Medusa. like uh, Secret Invasion or something, maybe. That'd be cool. Now, uh, Scrolls? Maybe Scrolls? Mm-hmm. Spoilers. Maybe. <laughs> Spoilers. Maybe Fox, us conjecturing. If Fox doesn't own Scrolls, maybe they'll just, you know, Inhumans. they might own Scrolls. Scrolls. No, I think they we have scrolls, the human scrolls. <laughs> we, Marvel owns the aliens that were in the first Avengers movie. I think I thought those were supposed to be like Marvel's movie scroll. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the Chitari? Yeah, I thought that's what I thought. What if? What about um, Secret Wars? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. I guess we have to look at like any other Marvel event from like 1990 until now. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine a uh, Avengers versus X Men movie? Oh God. Wolverine coming back one last time. I just had the opposite reaction of Transmetropolitan. <laughs> Inappropriate. <laughs>